Now, I would like to present the message for today. The message is titled, Logos, Incarnate Presence of God. Logos, Incarnate Presence of God. Today, I'm going to finish my talk in this short series of messages on the prologue of John's Gospel. I believe that what I'm about to say today, not because this is going to be some amazing preaching, but because of the text, because of the essence of the message that is uh, the emphasis of the text, I cannot help but to be uh, inspired. 저는 그냥 생각만 해도, 이 성경 구절을 생각만 해도 마음에 감동이 됩니다. 아마 성경 전체에서 가장 신비롭고 가장 어메이징한 성경 텍스트가 아닌가 저는 그렇게 생각이 듭니다. 요한복음 3장 16절을 우리가 잘 알잖아요. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 그건 우리가 다 알아요. But a lot of people do not know perhaps even more significant is the text. So let us look at the text now. And we're going to read it in English first and then we're going to read it in, in Korean. And I'm going to try to uh, swiftly try to expound on this text. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one only begotten Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning Him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because He was before me. Out of His fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God the only begotten who is in the Father's bosom has made Him known. 이제 한국어로 말씀이 육신이 되어 우리 가운데 거하심에 우리가 그의 영광을 보니 아버지의 독생자의 영광이요 은혜와 진리가 충만하더라. 요한이 그에 대하여 증언하여 외쳐 이르되 내가 전에 말하기를 내 뒤에 오시는 이가 나보다 앞선 것은 나보다 먼저 계심이라 한 것이 이 사람을 가리킴이라 하니라 우리가 다 그의 충만한 데서 받으니 은혜 위에 은혜로라 율법은 모세로 말미암아 주어진 것이요 은혜와 진리는 예수 그리스도로 말미암아 온 것이라 본래 하나님을 본 사람이 없으되 아버지 품 속에 있는 독생하신 하나님이 나타내셨느니라. 아멘. 아멘. So this prologue begins with in verse 1 this great statement about the divinity of Christ that Christ was eternal, he was pre-existent, he was with the Father, he is distinguished from the Father, but nonetheless he is God. 예수 그리스도의 신성을 잘 드러내는 1절의 말씀은 태초에 말씀이 계시니라. 이 말씀이 하나님과 함께 계셨으니 이 말씀은 곧 하나님이시니라. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Boom! That's a great, amazing statement. Then when we get to verse 14, it reads, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. 말씀이 육신이 되어 우리 가운데 거하시네. 하나님이 육신이 됐다는 거예요. 하나님이 인간이 되었다는 거예요. 그리고 하나님이 우리 가운데 거하셨다는 이 내용의 말씀입니다. 
Are you familiar with uh, an English poet in the 17th century named John Donne? John Donne이라고 Donne이라고 하나 한국어 발음을 잘 모르시겠어요? 네. 이런 문학 클래스 <웃음> 영문학 뭐 공부해본 적이 없어요. Um, you know, he's the guy who famously stated something like, "No man is an island entire of itself." Have you heard that? 어느 사람도 자기 자신만의 섬이 아니다. 그런 말을 했어요. And he also said, "Death be not proud." 어, 사망이요, 어? 교만하지 아니할지어다. 하고 그런 어, 시를 쓴 신문인데, he also wrote this statement in one of his holy sonnets. Number 15, which is entitled, Will thou love God as he thee? 좀 이해하기가 힘들죠, 영화 하시는 분들도. But what he's asking is, Do you love God as God would love you? Do you reciprocate his love? And then he makes this statement at the very end of this sonnet. He says, "'Twas much that man was made like God before, but that God should be made like man much more. I'm not a poet, and I don't really understand how the poetic dynamic works, but I was so moved by this one statement. I just copied it down. I've been meditating on this. It's an amazing thing that God made us like him. Imago Dei. 하나님이 형상대로 우리를 만드셨다는 것 자체도 대단한데 더 대단하고 더 어마어마한 사실은 하나님 자신이 우리와 같이 됐다는 거예요. 소위 새로 만, 만들어졌다는 거예요. What is incarnation? What is the meaning of incarnation? 성육신이라는 뜻이 무엇일까요? 하나님이신데 하나님이 어떻게라도 인간의 모습으로 이 세상에 오시기 위해서 육신을 취하신 거예요. This is what incarnation is about. And today I'm going to touch upon this very theme and I'm going to begin with the, the first point which I want to make is that incarnation itself signifies divine condescension. 성육신은 무엇을 뜻하느냐? 무엇을 의미하느냐? 하나님이 자신을 낮추셨다는 거예요. Did you know that we believe in God who is willing to humble himself, lower himself, get down to the level of the creature to interact with us? 14절 A 포션을 보면 The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. 말씀이 육신이 되어 우리 가운데 거하시네. 그때 여기 육신이 됐다고 할때 영어는 flesh입니다. flesh. 헬라어는 sarks. sarks. 그런데 여러 헬라어, 그리크 텀이 있었는데도 불구하고 사도 요한은 sarks를 선택했어요. 어떤 옵션이 있냐? 소마, 바디라고 할수 있어요. The word became body. Body that moves and heavy spin. The word became anthropos. 인간이 됐다. 이렇게 심플하게 말을 할수 있는데 왜 flesh가 됐냐? 이런 식으로 말해요. 육신이 됐냐? sars. You see the term sarks in Greek is a very demeaning, very low type of term, almost like equating us with animals. 
It's very demeaning. It, it, it signifies frailty, vulnerability, weakness. 하나님 아, 하나님의 아들 로고스가 육신이 됐다, 사크스가 됐다는 뜻은 가장 지극히 높으신 분이 지극히 낮은 곳으로 임해서 우리와 같은 모습을 취했다는 것입니다. He became flesh like us. And then it says that he made his dwelling among us. 우리 가운데 거하심에 이렇게 나오잖아요. Now the root term for this verb statement is actually equivalent to the term tent or tabernacle. 그래서 우리가 verb form으로 말하자면 he pitched his tent or he tabernacled among us. Now, what kind of picture imagery do you have when you're thinking about tabernacle or tent? When have you heard about that? Of course, all throughout the biblical days, people, some of them were nomads, and so they traveled pitching tents. But Israelites, as entire people group, the chosen people of God, they traveled through the wilderness for 40 years, living in tents. And while they were traveling, they were so sure that God was with them. Why? Because there was a major tent in the center of the camp. And that tent is known as tabernacle. 성막이라고 들어보시죠. 성막. 성막은 다른 게 아닙니다. 그냥 텐트에 불과한 But why is it holy tabernacle? Because of the Ark of the Covenant, which signifies the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord was with them in their midst. Traveling with them wherever they went. Likewise, now John is saying that Jesus Christ, the Logos, the Son of God, God Himself comes all the way down and He makes His body a tent. And humanity, the tent in which He desires to dwell in. Have you ever asked this question? Perhaps the million dollar, billion dollar question that most people do not even bother to meditate or question. But we Christians must ask this question. Why did the Logos become flesh? Why did God become a human being? I've I've written theses. I've written uh, even a book that centers on this uh, concept. And I've come to three conclusions, and I'd like to just simply state them. I will not develop it more in length, but very simply state the first reason is that he wanted to somehow accommodate to the human level. Accommodation. 본인을 우리의 상황, 우리 인간의 상황에 맞추시기를 원하신 거예요. 낮추셔서 맞추신 거예요. When I was in mission in Indonesia, I realized that all I had to do was communicate with the natives and communicate with the, the, the spiritual leaders in Papua and also in, in, from Jakarta. All I had to do was just come down to their level and communicate. I did not know any Indonesian, but it did not matter. Because as long as I tried to really understand them and get down to their level and communicate, 
With them, we make connections. 우리 하나님도 마찬가지야. 하나님은 그냥 저 멀리 모든 곳을 초월하고 저먼 곳에 앉아 계시는 분이 아니라 내려오셔서 자신 낮추셔서 우리에게 맞추셔서. There's a, a mythological term called contextualization. 우리의 컨텍스트에 그 문맥에 맞도록. 또 다른 말로 말하자면 우리의 옷을 입으시고 우리의 신발을 신으시고 영어로 말하자면 getting under our skin. That's the type of God we worship in. Hallelujah. I know it sounds silly for me to say let us not idolize God too much. What do you mean? Are we supposed to worship Him and make Him the only idol in our lives? Idolize means making our own graven image of what God is like. No. We must base our worship on the revelation of what God has shown Himself to be. And He has come down to accommodate to our level. Secondly, He came to identify with us. He came to identify with us. In our human weakness, in our human sufferings especially, He wanted to bear that burden and see what it's like. He wanted to taste that for His own. Even taste death. He was willing to do that. 특별히 고통스러운 것, 고달픈 것, 죽음에 가까운 것, 죽음마저 예수님은 다 체험하신 거예요. He identified with us. He was not a sinner. There was not a hint of sin in him. And yet he identified with the sinners. He hung around the sinners. He was baptized. He did not need to be baptized, but he baptized. He was baptized so that he can identify with sinners like us who need to be baptized and be born again. And thirdly, I think this is the most important reason why God became human being, why the Logos became flesh. That is, he wanted to totally affirm humanity. 우리의 인성 그리고 우리의 그 연약함 그리고 우리의 이 모습 이대로를 주님은 affirm해주고 싶었다. He wanted to affirm that and confirm that. So we got no shame of our bodies. I know that sometimes even in Christianity we tend to be very dualistic. And we say, well, you know, the important thing is my spirit and my soul. That's the important body. Ah, it doesn't matter. But you know how important your body is? If body is not important, why did Jesus become body? Why did Jesus die as a body? Why did he rise as a body? Why did he go back to heaven as a body? Why is he coming back as a body? Why is he going to live forever with us? in that bodily state with us so that we can visually and concretely see Him, touch Him, hear Him, and experience Him. If body is not important. Body is so important, friends. I fell into dualism for a long time. 정말 이원론주의적인 그런 성향이 있었어요, 처음부터. 너무 신비로운 걸 좋아하다 보니까, 너무 신령한 걸 좋아하다 보니까 신령한 것은 그냥 이 몸덩어리에서 혼이 빠져서 체험하는 것을 실행하라고 생각한 거예요. 그런 체험들도 많았어요. I experienced a lot of supernatural things, out-of-body encounters with God and, and you know, almost heavenly encounters. But more and more I grow and mature as a person, 
And as a servant of God, as a family man, and as a pastor, I'm coming to realize the name of the game is not to escape the body, but to dwell in this body and appreciate the body and make the most out of this body. Sometimes my body gets weak and it's very frail. Sometimes I get sick. That's okay. 그 가운데서도 주님을 만나는 거예요. 왜냐면 그 가운데 주님이 들어와 계시기 때문에요. Hallelujah. Because he is affirming the body. If he is affirming the body, we cannot deny the body. We cannot curse the body. We cannot negate the body. 그렇다고 해서 몸에 너무 또이 날씨스스에 빠져갖고 자기 얼굴만 쳐다보고 해서 몸매만 쳐다보는 거 말고, I'm talking about truly using your body, your being, as the instrument, as a tool in the hands of the Lord for His holy purposes. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. Second thing I want to say about incarnation is that it also signifies the divine glory which is present through Christ. Divine glory. 14절 B 섹션을 보면요. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one, only begotten Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. 우리가 그 영광을 보니 아버지의 독생자의 영광이요. 은혜와 진리가 충만하더라. I love this text in 1 John where he starts off with very similar type of witness that we see in the Gospel of John. He says, That which was from the beginning we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared and we have seen it and testified to it and we proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. John was so confident as one of his 12 apostles of what he saw and, and witnessed that it was real, it was genuine, it was concrete, it was physical reality, not just spiritual reality. And this is what he's saying. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. This Word that became flesh and who's dwelling among us, we have seen His glory. The glory of the only begotten Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. 여기 세 가지 개념이 있습니다. 우리가 이세 가지 개념은 대충 알고 넘어가야 합니다. First concept is that of glory. 헬라우는 독사. Could you repeat that for me? 독사. 독사. Glory. John is talking about glory. We have seen the glory of this only begotten Son. He was full of grace. The term is charis, charis. And truth, aletheia, aletheia. Now, in this message, I'm not going to touch upon the concept of truth because truth concept is all throughout the Gospel of John. But I'm going to touch upon the concept of grace because grace is only mentioned in the prologue four times and it stops after that because it is understood that everything that happens afterwards has to do with grace. But I do want to expound on the concept of grace. But before I do, I want to touch upon the concept of glory. 생각해보세요. If Jesus is like a tent, his flesh was like the tent, and the apostles witnessed this tent, what do you think was hidden inside of the tent? Have you ever um, slept in a tent before? Anybody? 텐트 치고 이렇게 밤을 새본적 있으세요? 
텐트 칠때 바깥에서 볼때 텐트가 어둠캄캄하게 보이지만 안에서 누가 불을 램프 같은 걸 언해갖고 샤이닝 한단 말이에요. 그러면 어떻게 보일까요? 어떻게 보일까요? 텐트가 텐트의 속에 있는 그 그림자의 모습이 보이잖아요. Almost like you could pretty much make out what's happening there in the tent. And this is what John is saying. We have seen the glory of this tent, the flesh. Most people think that he's just a flesh, just a body, just a human being. Who grew up in Galilee and was traveling in, in Judea and ministering. He's just a man. But we know better because we've seen the light that is within the tent shining and we see the essence of who he is. And this Christ is none other than one, one who is full of grace and truth. Grace and truth. I want to give you a, a very short summary of the New Testament concept of grace and truth and compare that to the Old Testament concept of everlasting love and faithfulness. Have you heard the term in Old Testament? The Israelites always confessing our Lord God is Loving everlastingly, and he is faithful, the covenant faithfulness. And most scholars believe it's a very similar concept that Apostle John is working with. 하나님의 그 사랑과 자비하심과 신실하심은 어느 누구도 헤아릴 수 없다는 He came full of grace and truth. Now, I will not go any longer trying to articulate or define this concept because no words can articulate that. I tried it. I cannot. 뭘 쓰다가, 논문을 쓰다가 Grace. What is grace? What is truth? What is the fullness in Christ? 한계를 느끼는 These are not to be spoken of. These are to be experienced. And I'd like to just share with you an episode of my encounter with the Lord that I think might help you to understand how we need to perceive Jesus. I think I shared this some time ago, but I share it for those of you who are new. Um, I usually do not share a lot about my supernatural experiences as a charismatic minister in the olden days. But this was so significant. It has such a profound effect upon me So I want to share this with you. In this dream encounter, I see a man entering into a sort of a shop. And he's entering into this place with two other figures. Very buffed and very masculine looking guys. Over six feet tall. And then the medium sized guy right in between. Walking and they're just kind of talking to some people in the shop. And I'm here just observing and watching. And I'm going, who is this? Where did this be? this be Jesus, maybe with angels by his side? But I'm not convinced about that. Why am I not convinced by that? Because I was more mesmerized by the angels beside him. You know? Like this on the Muslim Man magazine. Angels. Jesus was just frail, just common, ordinary person. Do you know how I recognized that it was Jesus and I was convicted that this is Jesus? To a point that 이 천사들, 이 
등치 큰 천재들이 시시하게 보이기 시작한 거예요. 어떻게 알게 된줄 아십니까? 내가 예수님을 계속 보는데 아직 알아보지 못하니까 예수님이 쫙 지나가면서 나를 알아보더라고요. And then he looks at me in, into my eyes. I looked into his eyes. And guess what I saw? I saw, for the lack of a better word, eternity through his eyes. 영원이라는 그 차원을 그눈 속으로 빠져들어가서 보게 되는 거예요. And out of that deep well, a black hole of eternity, I saw filled mercy and grace and wisdom. That's what I saw. This concept of grace and truth, I saw, I experienced that. 너무 자비로운 거예요. 너무 긍휼하실 거예요. 너무 사랑하시는 거예요. 너무 지혜롭고 너무 진리가 풍성하신 분이에요. 그 속에 그 매력에 쏙 빠지는 거예요. He attracted me so much. I just was drawn to him. I fell in love with him. And then after that, I came out, woke up, and not woke up out of dream, but in the dream, I kind of woke up to see the reality, and I saw these two big angels. They look 시작해 보는 See, we look at the outward appearance of people. We don't know how to penetrate and see the soul of individuals. Nor do we see the soul of Jesus. Nor do we see what Jesus is really about except the packaging, except the tent. But we got to see the light that is shining within. That one experience of encountering Jesus caused me to really ask my question, how much do I know Jesus? What am I getting at when I'm saying I'm pursuing Jesus? 난 예수님을 이렇게 만나보고 싶어. 영원히 이렇게 만나보고 싶어. And then I realized I could go to heaven and spend eternity with him. I would never get bored or tired because I would be entering into the depth of intimacy and experience eternity of mercy, grace, love, wisdom, and truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, the next text that appears in verse 15, I am going to skip it because I'm going to touch upon this uh, in connection to next week's message because it's kind of like a parenthesis. It talks about John who testified concerning him. He cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. This profound statement, I'm going to connect it with the next part after the prologue. So I'm going to skip this part, if you don't mind. Amen. Okay, let's look at the third point that I would like to make in terms of his incarnation. His incarnation signifies divine grace through his fullness. Grace that comes out of his fullness. In verses 16 to 17, let's read this out loud together. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. 우리가 다 그의 충만한 데서 받으니 은혜 위에 은혜로라. 율법은 모세로 말미암아 주어진 것이요 은혜와 진리는 예수 그리스도로 말미암아 온 것이를 온 것이다. 이렇게 말합니다. Now, what is your understanding of grace? What is grace? What is grace for you? You know, we understand grace to be something that we do not deserve, we do not merit, we do not earn. It's nothing that we can attain on our own, right? 
It's totally the grace of God or the mercy of God. Where someone has used this acronym, GRACE, G-R-A-C-E, and he says, grace can be expressed as God's riches at Christ's expense. I think this is very well stated. 그리스도의 희생으로 얻게 된 하나님의 부유함. 그것을 우리가 체험하는, 이게 우리가 그 덕을 보게 된다는 거예요. 근데 우리가 덕볼수 있는 입장에 서려면 그리스도와 관계를 맺어야 돼요. 왜냐? 그리스도가 그 하나님의 부유한 그 긍휼과 자비와 멀시를 그의 희생, 십자가의 희생을 통해서 우리에게 공급하셨기 때문입니다. It didn't happen cheap. It didn't happen just like that. You know, when my kids use our money, they do, we send them money, we We give them, you know, allowances. You know, they use them just like that without really knowing what it took for daddy and mommy to work hard to earn those money. I just want you to know, my daughters, that uh, every dollar that you spend (laughs) comes from my efforts at the school or out in the ministry. Somewhere, sometimes I have to get the loan for that. Okay, But it costs me something to get that money, but I want to freely give it to you. I am not making this condition. I am a father of grace. I want to give you that. I want to pull that out. I want to give you even more if I could. But remember, it doesn't just come cheap. To get the supply, which that you are demanding, I have to make the sacrifices. Do you understand, Sarah? Michelle? <laughs> Hallelujah? Okay. As long as you understood that. Well, God is like that, multiplied by the billions and trillions. Endless supply of his riches. He wants to pour out unto us. But it costed him heavy. He had to die on the cross and be forsaken by his father in order to provide this on our behalf. Now, when we look at this uh, verse, which says, Grace in place of grace already given. 은혜 위에 은혜. 이렇게 간단하게 번역이 되는데, 실제로는 grace와 grace 사이에, 카리스 카리스 사이에 anti라는 단어가 있어요. anti. And that term is a connective term which means opposite or instead of. 반대적인 아니면 또는 대신 그런 뜻인데 이 뜻은 무엇이냐 하면 I try to help you to visualize this. It's like you have grace here. God has given you grace. Wow, grace. You look at the opposite direction. And God provides grace here. And you go opposite direction, grace. Everywhere you look, grace, grace, grace. Another way of understanding is this. The grace that you had before, now instead of that, the next level of grace is even more than that. And so this is exactly what Apostle John is saying. The grace that you experienced with the law of Moses was great. For the Israelites, it's still pride. We have Ten Commandments. We have the laws. We have the covenant. But with Jesus, the grace is even more. Grace is even more abundant than that. 여기서 우리가 배울 수 있는 것은 바로 이거예요. In Christ, we have the most abundant, overflowing, ever-increasing grace. Grace라는 것은, 은혜라는 것은요. 하나님의 은총이라는 것은, 하나님의 호의라는 것은 그 순간에 체험하는 걸 끝나는 게 아니란 말입니다. 하나님의 은총과 그의 호의가 지속적으로 계속 계속 
흘러 넘쳐야 돼. 그런 사람이 돼야 된다는 거예요. But the amazing thing about our relationship with Jesus is more you have him, more you will have him. 따라서 해보세요. More I have Jesus, more I will have him. 그 뜻이 무엇인가? 계속 반복해서 하는 말 같은데 아니에요. 예수님은 그렇게 말씀하신 적이 있어요. To those who have, more will be given. Those who do not have, even what they think they have will be taken away from them. 여러분 계속 주님을 추구하면 주님 안에 은혜가 더욱더 풍성해지고 풍성해져요. 한도 끝도 없습니다. 그래서 잘 되는 사람은 더잘 돼. 더 풍요로워져요. 예수님의 등지는 사람은 점점 더 비참해져요. 점점 더 손해보게 되는 거예요. Another concept that we see in this uh, two verses is out of his fullness we have all received. The Greek term for fullness here is pleroma. 충만이라는 뜻이에요. 충만. 그러니까 그리스도 안에는 무엇인가 충만하게 채워져 있는 거야. 제가 예수님의 눈을 통해서 예수님의 영원해 뭐가 있는지 보니까 영원하게 영원토록 풍성하게 하나님의 것이 있더라고요. And I cannot understand what that is. Only thing I can do is I want it more. I want to enter into the depth of relationship with Jesus Christ. To get at that. It's like a thirsty man, like a hungry man who's saying, I need water to drink. I need, I need food to devour. And Jesus talks about that. He talks about living water and the living bread from heaven that he wants to provide for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Finally, we come to the fourth point and the last point. That his incarnation has to do with divine revelation through Christ's intimacy. 그리스도의 친밀함을 통한 하나님의 계시. And the scripture that we, we studied a few weeks back, and I'm going to finalize this, is this verse 18. No one has ever seen God, but God, the only begotten, who is in the Father's bosom, has made him known. 본래 하나님을 본 사람이 없으되 아버지 품 속에 있는 독생하신 하나님이 나타내셨느니라. 아버지 품 속에 가장 친밀하게 품 속에 안겨 있던 그 아들을 아버지가 계속 영원토록 낳으시잖아요. Very interesting um, discovery. Uh, that you make when you study Greek is this uh, statement here made him known he has made him known 아버지는 나타내셨다 이렇게 말을 하는데 the Greek word exegeomai could you repeat after me exegeomai now if you've studied um, you know, theology a little bit you understand that in the term exegeomai is the term exegesis Exegesis means interpreting or explaining something, unpackaging something. 그냥 있는 그대로 이거다가 아니라 그것을 풀어서 해석을 해준다는 거예요. And this is what Jesus is saying. Only one who can truly interpret God the Father, God's nature, and God's way of thinking is me, he's saying. I am the only one who can do that because I came from the Father. I know intimately who he is, what he's about. 
And I came to reveal Him. That's why Jesus is the revelation of the Father. 아버지의 뜻을 밝혀주시는 분이란 말이에요. 알려주시는 분이란 말이에요. And so all throughout the gospel that we will be studying, starting next week, it's all about Jesus revealing the Father to us. He's saying, 아버지는 이러신 분이다. 아버지는 이렇게 생각한다. 아버지는 너를 향해 이런 자비를 베푸시길 원한다. 아버지, 아버지, 아버지. 예수님을 통해서, 육신을 통해서 아버지 영광의 빛이 예수님을 뚫고 나와서 우리에게 접근해서 우리가 아, through reflection only. Oh, now I see the Father. 근데 예수님 없이는요. Everyone's in the dark. We're all in darkness. 예수님이 빛을 비춰주신 거죠. 예수님이 조명해 주신 거죠. 예수님께 우리, 우리에게 아버지를 알려주신 거예요. 얼마나 중요한지 모릅니다. 그러니까 여러분, 우리 기독교 종교는 다른 종교가 다릅니다. Some of you may be a little bit confused as to why you are Christian, why not some other religion, as long as you believe in God, that's important. 근데 다른 데서는 assumption으로 가더라고 해. 우리는 예수 그리스도를 통해서 확실하게 하나님이 자신을 밝혀주신 대로 우리가 믿는 거란 말이에요. Everyone else is speculating. It is this God. It's that God. But there's no Jesus Christ who came down to show us what that God is like, what that God's will is. Only Jesus Christ was able to do that. 그래서 이게 참 중요한 거예요. 기독교 방식은 우리가 사다리를 타고 하나님께 올라가는 것이 아니라 그 은혜로 말미암은 그분이 내려오셔서 내가 마음은 문을 열고 그 은혜를 내가 충족하게 받으면요. 거기서 풍성하게 내가 깨달음을 통해서 하나님이 원하는 뜻대로 행해 나갈 수 있다는 것입니다. 아멘. 아멘. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we realize that we are too weak and frail. And Lord, we are so stuck in our own ways that there's no way we can climb up the heavenly ladder to reach up to you. And yet, Lord, you did not mind coming down to our level and accommodating to our needs, identifying with us, affirming us, embracing us, and causing us to see God the Father through Jesus Christ, the Son, the reflection of the Father in the perfect image of the Son. We thank you, Lord. May we, like the Israelites, when they witnessed that Ark of the Covenant in the center of the camp, they saw the light of glory, the lamp of God there from within. And even the glorious presence of the Lord through the pillar of cloud and pillar of fire. And they knew that that tent was something special. It is through that tent, through that Ark of the Covenant, through that connection to God, that they will have hope against all their enemies and all the dangers and difficulties of the wilderness travel. So likewise, Lord, let us have confidence only in Jesus Christ. And may we see Jesus for who He is, what He is about, May we enter into deeper, intimate knowledge of Jesus and through Jesus to you, our Father. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name.
Amen.